Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology Podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first, and their covered wagons, they find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. This is Juliet Lamar, and with me today is Roy Pereira. He is the CEO and founder at Zoom AI. Welcome, Roy. Hi, how are you? I'm excellent. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm I'm fantastic. Waiting for spring. Oh, I'm I'm really ready for it. (laughs) Well, thank Mm -hmm. you so much for joining us. And I'm excited to hear all about Zoom AI and what you're up to over there. So give us some insight. Sure. So Zoom.ai is a enterprise software company that focuses on increasing productivity of employees uh, within the workday. And the way that we do that is we have a chat-first application that basically sits in an employee's chat application and becomes their automated assistant. Uh, the employee can request tasks to be automated uh, and information to be queried, much like you would if you actually had a real human assistant. But there's no humans in the back end. It's all 100% artificial intelligence. Awesome. I mean, who doesn't want an assistant? <laughs> right. I mean, that's what we found. We found that no um, no employees actually have assistants anymore other than maybe the CEO, CFO. And the problem is that instead of supporting staff or assistants, we're given a lot of applications from the IT department to use on a daily basis to do our jobs. And we spend up to half of our day on these applications instead of actually doing our real jobs. Um, And so if we just had an assistant, 
that could offload those repetitive low-value tasks, we would actually feel a lot more productive uh, and be able to finish our real jobs. Yeah, and create a better work-life balance, not just for the company, but productivity goes up. People feel better about themselves and what they're doing at their job, and they feel like they can you know, put in a certain amount of hours and then feel good when they leave. Yeah, it's a really good point because I started this company over two years ago because of what I saw in my own team uh, at uh, the company that I was working at. I saw that everyone was going home feeling unproductive, unfulfilled, really, because they could not finish their tasks. And when I realized why, it was because they were wasting so much of their day on these applications that they that they had to use, and we all have to use. Um, and so I thought, you know, this is 2016. Uh, you know, I'm sure we can automate this. Uh, and that's exactly what we built with Zoom.ai. And I feel like companies would also hold on to their workers longer. Not only are they going to be more productive, but happy workers tend to stay at companies. It's a very good point. Um, I think the other similar point is that because we are chat first, which is a new user interface, really, but it's the user interface of choice for most employees under, say, 40. And you all you have to do is walk around the, the, the workplace today and look at what people are on, on their laptops or computers, and you'll see that chat is by far the number one application that they have open. And they don't want to switch context. They don't want to switch from the chat app to the email app or to the browser even. So they want to stay in, in chat. And they're doing business in chat. They're co- talking to their colleagues uh, in the company or even outside the company. And so why not allow them to do their work inside their favorite application, chat? Right? Because outside of work, that's what we do. We're constantly on chat. That's what we're walking around um, outside bumping into things because we're on chat. So walk us through what kind of tasks that this AI can handle for the workers. And, you know, it's through chat. Um, you know, wh- how else can they interact with it? Is it, is it? Can it be voice to text as well? So voice to text is interesting. Um, it is very similar technology because it does end up being text. Um, the voice to text technology typically is inside of one of these um, devices like an Alexa or Google Home, or even in an, in an iPhone or Android phone, for example. Um, so we don't actually build that. So you can use those um, those speech-to-text, uh, say, on your phone, for example. What we do find, though, is that speech or voice uh, devices or assistants within the enterprise is not that popular. The reason is because it's mostly an open concept office, right? So most employees do not have their own private office where they can speak to, say, an automated assistant and get a response back. Um, So both of those are problematic in an open office environment, both from an an auditory point of view, when you're speaking to uh, an an assistant, it may not be able to listen to you because of background noise. But most importantly, you probably don't want your coworkers listening in on the responses coming back from your assistant. Exactly. So then what other kinds of tasks do, so through the chat, what kind of tasks can we expect from the assistant? What do, what kind of weight are they pulling for us? Right. So we started off with the number one most frequent task that all employees do, meeting scheduling, which is time consuming. Um, and it's not just from setting up a meeting, which, you know, you go back and forth, obviously, 
but it's mostly to from postponing a meeting, rescheduling it. Mm-hmm. Um, and meetings could be one-on-ones, which are not that hard sometimes. Uh, they could be internal. They could be with external people. Uh, both of them present their own challenges. But meetings can also be with groups, and that's a huge problem within the enterprise because everyone gets double booked, triple booked. Um, and so our system actually has an algorithm um, that understands everyone's availability, but also everyone's preferences. So when they would want to meet um, for that specific meeting, and it'll schedule it automatically in that group environment. Uh, for one-on-ones with external people, for example, um, we also provide insights into that person, which you may not know. So how shall you open up the conversation? What kind of small talk? What are they interested in? Uh, what's their personality like? Um, all of those things, uh, where they worked and, and so forth as well, um, as well as photos in case you are meeting them somewhere and you don't know what they look like. Uh, so much like a good human assistant would be able to give you all of this information before your meeting. So that's meetings, uh, which constitute a, a large usage of our system, but we also have quite a lot of information discovery, which takes about 20% of an employee's time. Um, so from questions as simple as, what's the Wi-Fi password on the second floor, uh, to much more complicated corporate knowledge bases, where you're looking at a specific topic, um, but even things like searching for files or searching for any sort of objects that we now save in the cloud. They don't have to be files. They could be uh, anything, really. Like they, they could be a CRM opportunity for a customer. Um, so finding where that information is stored is a huge time sink. And with our assistant, you could actually ask it to go and find you uh, and give it specific criteria, the thing that you're trying to find, maybe it was from last month, maybe you know Paul shared it with you. So you could ask all of those things, and they'll come back with the list of items that it's found. Uh, so those are two examples. So the knowledge base uh, that you have inside of any company, plus searching for information uh, throughout all of your connected accounts in the corporation. Um, but you can also manage documents. So you can ask the assistant to generate a certain type of document. So uh, a customer contract, for example, that's based off of your own document and it'll ask you questions to fill in the variables within that document and then be able to actually send it to your customer um, already pre-filled and ready for them. Wow. I mean, this is this is just like having a human assistant. Well, that's uh, our goal. That's, that's uh, the goal. <laughs> it, it, it's a lofty goal, and um, we are, I think, pretty close. Um, I think the other comment that I would, uh, I would really want to get on record is we are not replacing humans whatsoever, which is kind of interesting because a lot of automation software is, as we've heard and seen. Um, the, the, the truth of the matter is there are no assistants left in the enterprise other than in the C level, right, for your CEO and CFO. Uh, no one else has assistants. So when we're coming into an organization, we're adding back that rule, and we're adding it in a very cost-effective manner. You're looking at $25 per user per month. You obviously can't hire someone for that. Um, and, of course, that is much more uh, interesting than contemplating bringing back human assistance, of course. No, absolutely. So you went into a little bit about the pricing. So it's for companies that want to implement this service, it would be approximately $25 a month per employee that's using this service. How hard is it or easy 
to get this up and running at your company for your employees? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, we've uh, worked very, very hard to make it very easy for the IT department to add our solution, um, as well as the employees. Um, so the employees do have to sign in once, and then it's done. Um, then they can actually also add their own personal accounts. So especially for calendaring, uh, you want to have everything uh, for your day in one place, not just your work uh, meetings, but maybe your personal meetings as well. So they're allowed to do that, again, very easy with just one click. Um, and so they can be up and ready uh, within minutes, really. What we do find is that security obviously takes um, a little bit of getting used to in terms of getting comfortable with the amount of information that's being um, accessed. Uh, we mm -hmm. do have quite a lot of security documentation. We have a lot of encryption and so forth. So uh, what does take time other than the installation is actually discussing uh, the implementation and the security details with the company's IT department. Exactly. Um, you are also hiring. And I love, I was looking over your, your values about your company and how diversity is your strength. You know, who are you looking to hire? What positions? And tell us a little bit about the inner workings of your company. Yeah, it's a, it's a great point. Um, we live in Toronto, Canada. Um, very, very diverse. It's similar to, say, New York City. Um, smaller, uh, maybe cleaner. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> very, very diverse. Uh, and so when you have a, a, a city that is the fourth largest in North America, or maybe third largest now, um, and over half of its population was born outside of Canada, you have a, a very diverse workforce. And so we believe that that's a strength. Diversity is our strength, and we like to hire that way as well. Um, and so that's something that we look for uh, in candidates. Uh, but we look for the best talent overall, and um, that can come from anywhere, really. Um, we have pretty good uh, work environment in terms of balancing between fun and work, which is very, very important. Um, and what we're building is very innovative and very disruptive. So we do get quite a lot of uh, interested candidates coming in um, because of the challenge uh, of, of the tasks that we're, we're trying to accomplish. What are, I mean, this is a, a task that you have taken on that is, that is huge, and it's a problem that you saw that he is fixing. From 2016 to now, what are some of the biggest challenges you've come up against, and how did you tackle those? You know, early on, nobody understood what we were building. Um, was it a robot, a physical robot? <laughs> was it, um, you know, a human-slash-AI hybrid? Um, and so we've never wanted to build uh, a human hybrid system where we have real assistants working somewhere in the world where it's cheap to backfill the software. Uh, and so that was uh, very difficult for people to understand that this was actually 100% AI-based. Um, and then, of course, as we added more and more skills that we automate, um, it's become more and more like a real human assistant, as, as you said earlier. Uh, and in fact, it's actually quite surpassed that now. Uh, and so a lot of times we get people who don't believe that there's no inner workings of humans somewhere. Um, but, uh, you know, AI technology has become better over the last two years. And like I said, we've continuously upgraded the system, not only by adding new skills, but also 
um, making the natural language processing technology better, for example, which is a key technology piece that understands what humans are, are asking us to do. Um, and we support lots of different languages now, so not just English, Spanish, French, Portuguese, Italian. Um, and we've also made the machine learning algorithms better as well. And those are critical because they allow us to understand uh, people's behavioral patterns, much like a good human EA would understand their boss's preferences. Wow, that's huge. Yeah, we believe so. Um, you know, we're mostly uh, working with large enterprises, although we do have a, a free plan that allows anyone to come in and, and test drive the system. Um, but we normally go out and target large enterprises, uh, mostly multinationals with thousands of employees, um, and they believe that they're getting a, a huge value in terms of productivity increase. Uh, on average, we're looking at around 10 hours per month per employee of uh, savings, basically, that they get back. And, and that, of course, in a large enterprise equates to over $100 million uh, of savings. And when you run those numbers, it's almost a no-brainer that you'd want to implement some sort of AI for your for your workers, it's at such a low cost, with such a high benefit, um, and I love that you also offer it to regular people. I was that was one of my questions. Can other people get this if they're not in a big company? So there's a free version people can check out before purchasing, or if they want to recommend it to a company. Uh, yeah, for sure. You know the way that um, enterprises buy software today is very different than they did 10 years ago. It's very difficult to just call up and sell something because nobody wants to be sold to. They want to go out and search, test it, and then call us. So it's kind of reversed. Uh, and so we strongly believe that our solution is very powerful, and it really needs to be experienced to really understood how powerful it is and how beneficial it is. So that's why we, we have a free version uh, where anyone can come in and test drive it. What are some of your goals moving forward, You know, say in the next three years? What's on the horizon? So we will be expanding the automated skills that we allow all employees uh, to use. Uh, we have a new uh, skill that interfaces with CRMs, so like Salesforce and HubSpot, that will be coming out very shortly, within a couple of weeks. Uh, and that allows anyone that's utilizing that software to uh, quickly do activities and tasks uh, and queries um, without ever leaving chat. Um, and they'll automate um, some of those tasks for them. Um, but, so we'll expand uh, the amount of skills um, uh, and um, obviously always looking at chat applications because they're constantly evolving as well. So you know we support Skype and Microsoft Teams and Slack and Facebook Messenger and even texting. Um, but a lot of those chat applications are kind of reinventing what's possible with chat and they're adding new user interface elements all the time. And so we're constantly keeping up with them. Uh, a great example is Microsoft Teams um, that have introduced a lot of innovative uh, UI elements. And so we're constantly adding them to, uh, to make the user experience better. So you, you don't think chat is going to be going anywhere. I think a lot of people talk about, well, voice and then some sort of way to think and your computer understands you. But chat is so ingrained in our human, our human language that you don't really see it going anywhere. I don't see chat going anywhere. And if you look back over history, chat 
has come back in waves. This is probably the fourth wave of its popularity. Each time, obviously, there's more options. Uh, a lot of those chat platforms that we used in early 2000 are gone. Yahoo Messenger, gone, all of those. Uh, and so now we have new ones, and we have new ways of interacting with the chat platforms. And I think the reason why chat keeps coming back is because it is so natural. You don't have to get trained on using it. There are no weird you know, uh, graphic elements to try and figure out navigation like we have on some web browsers. Um, and so it's English or whatever language you're, you're used to. Um, and so it's very accessible by anyone. It's very natural. Yeah, it's, an, it's, a, it's something that we do with each other no matter if we were working or not. <laughs> that is correct. So what is the best way then if people want to check out Zoom AI, check out your, your product and sign up for it, or if people would like to apply to work at Zoom AI, what's the best way to contact you? So our, our website, which is exactly our, the name of the company, zoom.ai, uh, is the best for both of those. We have a link for getting hired, um, the open positions that we currently have, as well as uh, testing out the software. Uh, just click on Get Started and click on the, your favorite chat application that you want to use. And that's it. Just as simple as that. Almost as simple as just getting your own assistant. <laughs> um, one last question. You personally, what, what motivates you in this industry of AI? You know, in some little way, I want to change how the world works. Um, and this is one way that I know how to do. Uh, I can't solve world peace or world hunger. Uh, I am a technologist. And so this is the way that I can help solve the pain points that we all have coming into work every day and not getting enough time to do what we really need to do and being a happier employee. Because um, I saw this firsthand. I saw this with my own team. Uh, and so that's, uh, that's what keeps me coming back. And, of course, our great team that we have here working on this, uh, on this project. Well, Roy Ferrer, thank you so much for joining me today. This, is, this has been really interesting and, and eye-opening, and I'm excited that this type of technology exists so that I don't have to get frustrated with things and can potentially have my own assistant. <laughs> Yeah, please do. Uh, well, thank you again for coming on to Future Tech Podcast. Thanks. Bye-bye. That was Roy Pereira. He is the CEO and founder at Zoom.ai. Future Tech Podcast, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for tuning in. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications, we're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, 
September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center. He's going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.